and welcome to Ask Logical. In keeping with some of my blog posts recently, I want to get back to basics. I've been covering over the last few weeks on Training Tips 5-6, a series on outcomes, objectives and competencies, which when you really get down to it, was saying that all of these concepts are the same, but are just using slightly different terms. All professions create their own jargon to simplify discussions amongst like professionals. But when you're outside of this circle, it appears to be very confusing. We also create jargon to create a profession. It's a protection device. Problem with jargon, though, is that over time, it can also start to confuse the so-called experts and members of that profession. So today, I want to keep to the real basics of what makes a great training program. This may appear simple, but I can tell you from my experience, the three key factors to success are often overlooked and this then eventually leads to the overall ineffectiveness of the training program. Let's start with a very simple concept, the fire triangle. You may have seen this many times before in fire type training. It does a great job of ensuring that you understand the three things that a fire needs to exist, and hence, if you take one away, the fire goes out. They are fuel, heat and oxygen. Take away any one of those, and the fire goes out. The training triangle is a very similar concept. If all three factors do not exist, then training will not work. The first factor is the participants. Yes, of course there has to be participants, but the key here is the right participants. The right participants at the right time, at the right level. Let's break that down a little. Right participants for the program that you are delivering. Right time, when they actually need the new skill, knowledge and behaviour, and when they will be able to transfer that to the workplace, i.e. The workplace is ready for them after the training. And the right level? The skill and knowledge level is appropriate for the program to be delivered and for what the organisation needs now and in the near future. The tip here is do your homework. Select the right people for the program. Not everyone should go. Those who are already competent should not attend. It is a waste of their time and yours. Those participants who have a skill level way below the program to be delivered should not be there either until they are ready for the program. Do a training needs analysis and select the right people for the program. The next factor is the program. Ensure that the program is designed specifically for the organization's needs. Don't run a program off the shelf without customization unless you want to waste a significant amount of time. Program design is a skill and an art. Good program designers take into account many factors including the participant's skill and knowledge levels, the organization's needs, the culture of the organization, the time frame allowed, the budget, the pre and post program support, reward schemes, organizational structures, etc, etc. Get the program right. Be prepared to spend the money and time to get the program you want to achieve the desired outcomes. Every corner you cut reduces the program's effectiveness. Better to have a great program delivered to a smaller group of key participants than a cut down shorter cheap program delivered to all. It will not work. I'm not saying that because I'm a consultant. I've watched great effective programs cut to ribbons when finances got tight, which eventually led to frustration, poor results and eventually the closure of the program because it was now no longer effective. A waste of time and effort and very demoralizing for everyone involved, particularly the past participants. The last factor but if there had to be a more critical factor, this would be it, is the professional trainer. 
a professional and competent trainer will bring the other two factors together and make them work. A good trainer can do this too, but if things go wrong, if the group dynamic is not right, if the participants are negative, it will not generate the required outcomes. It's a bit hit and miss. A professional trainer makes the right participants and the right training program achieve the desired organisational outcomes every time. Even if the program is not quite up to scratch, even if the participants are slightly wrong, a professional trainer can still make it work. Don't cut corners when hiring trainers. Pay a little more for the right professional trainer that suits your organisation and the program. What I mean by that is that all trainers have their own special niches. Some are good with hands-on training, some are great at customer service, some are great with non-management participants, some are better with managers. Pay a little more for the better trainers. They will provide a better service and make sure that your program works. This will save you time and money over the life of the program. Well that's it. It is that simple. You may have noticed that the three factors all start with P and that should make it easier to remember. There is one more factor that I could introduce but I want to keep things simple and that extra factor will need to wait until next week. Why doesn't excellent training happen then, particularly if it is this simple? Easy. The wrong people making inaccurate judgments based on a lack of knowledge, lack of experience, lack of time and a lack of money. Remember, good training has nothing to do with good luck.